Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about full empowerment of the feminine, but also the masculine within ourselves. So we talk about practices, we kind of walk through some tantrics, some shamanics, some astrological, some archetypal practices in order to reclaim all parts of self. This is an intense episode that I'm really excited to bring to you because it's deep and it's one of those things that's not always talked about and brought up to the light or the surface in women's groups. And it's the sister wound. (laughs) So we talk about the different levels, the different layers. I encourage you to listen to this episode with a very open mind and a very kind of open heart and feel. So I give you lots of different examples, lots of ways that this shows up. And I'm just going to encourage you to be really raw, really honest, really vulnerable with yourself and just feel what gets brought up for you, what kind of sets you off, what triggers you. This is a great way to know thyself a bit deeper. And it's kind of that first step into transcending some of that sister wound stuff. So working in these realms will change all of your relationships. So your relationships to your mother, to your daughters, to your friends, to your colleagues. And even deeper than that, your relationship to yourself and aspects of you. So Super excited to bring this to you. If you're not a Rewilding subscriber, I would suggest you do that. Reason being, we share subscriber-only content at least once a month. So right around the first of every month, we're now sharing the astrology forecast and how to work with the energies, how to open to the energies, and just kind of what's going on with the natural rhythms. So that's part of what we've started to do this year in 2018. Also, we give you a heads up as to when the live streams are happening. So this episode and most of our episodes are recorded live in our Facebook group. Um, And so for our subscribers, we send out just a little notification before we go live because times change and days change. And as you can imagine, working with the feminine, there's not always a very structured schedule. (laughs) So that's our way of just communicating and inviting um, our circle to come and join us live. So uh, I hope that you enjoy this episode. If Rewilding sings to you, I hope to see you at an upcoming live event. We've got quite a few live events coming up in the US, in Europe, and in Australia. So if this is singing to you and you're, you're wanting to go deeper into the practices and the experiences of Rewilding versus just listening, to things on a podcast or on a video, um, I encourage you, figure out a way um, to get to a workshop. Or there's always Inner Circle, which is a way to journey with us online. Okay, enough of me. Uh, Enjoy the episode. Today's episode is pretty intense. Uh, If you got the newsletter, which we typically send out about two to three hours before live streams happen. So if you got that newsletter, we were kind of looking at it. Kelly and I were looking at it this morning going like, whoa, uh, should we tone that down a little bit? And we couldn't. Uh, There's a lot of, gosh, there's just a lot of passion and a lot of fire behind this topic. And actually, I do want to give a huge shout out to the women 
um, who are journeying through the archetypes with us, who are doing the monthly rewilding journey online with us, they suggested this topic. So I opened it up to that particular rewilding circle. We have a lot of different rewilding circles all over the place, but I opened it up to that particular rewilding circle. Lindsay, I see this question. How do we get the newsletter? You just subscribe, sister. So anybody who subscribes gets the newsletter. There's certain things that come in the newsletter um, and that we give to subscribers only. So like the monthly astrologer report only goes to subscribers and also the heads up on when live streams are going to be also goes to subscribers. So um, super simple though, rewildingforwomen.com. And there's a couple of different subscription places and a free workshop too, which is pretty cool. Um, okay. So um, talking back about um, the different circles in rewilding. And one of the circles, I just put the question out to them yesterday and I said, hey, um, I would love to hear suggestions for topics or questions or themes that you might like me to go into in a live stream. And there were a lot of beautiful topics and I'm going to go into a couple different topics um, over the next couple of weeks. But the one that kept reoccurring and that basically jumped out of the screen at me was the sister wound. And <laughs> if you would have been here to see my reaction to it, it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Do we really have to go into that? Um, we've just done the last couple of episodes was uh, Twin Flames, which can be very controversial and can bring up a lot of stuff. Then we did the last post, which was around honoring different cultures, and that can bring up a lot of stuff. Now we're about to go into the sister wound in a women's circle. Um, I'm just kind of chuckling a little bit to myself over <laughs> rewilding's intensity in 2018 and wondering if it's going to calm down at all <laughs> or if this is going to be it, which if this is it, if this is us going into the fire every week, then that's what we're meant to do. Um, I've got a lot to say on the sister wound. I have some really extraordinary experiences around the sister wound having held space for it in women's groups who've journeyed really deeply and holding in really loving space where some of those more hidden uh, parts are allowed to come up because of the massive love and because of the massive safety in some of these circles. So I want to set us up for that today. I don't want to just talk about the sister wound. Of course, I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I don't, I don't want to just give you what is the sister wound? Um, what does it look like? Right? We can, we read blog posts about that. And I'm sure there's books about that. I want to, <laughs> this is my aim anyways, <laughs> is to tangibly, physically, experientially take us into these parts of self that holds some of that. That's my aim. We're in a, an eclipse time right now, which is beautiful. It's potent. It's big. The veils are thin. Eclipse is a lot about bringing the hidden to the surface. So things that are typically really, really buried within us are bubbling up to be seen, to be worked with, to be released or on the flip side, to be open to, to be awakened to. Um, so both is happening. 
And I think we've got an extraordinary opportunity as a circle of women to walk into that. So before we do that, I want to set us up. So that's enough of the introduction. Let's drop in. If this is your first time in circle, ladies, we always start to drop into big space. So we honor the fact that we are sitting in circle together or standing in circle, but we are in sacred space. We are women who've come together from all around the globe to do this work. And you might be thinking, what is this work? Well, it's the work on empowering self, opening self, um, stepping into our full, our fullest selves, the allness of self, all parts of self, right? It's healing, it's transforming, it's opening, it's awakening. That's what we do. That's rewilding. It's peeling back the false masks, the false layers, and coming into authentic, our deepest, truest, most authentic self. And in this journey, we come up against these things like sister wound, right? Or, um, or other different things like mother wound. I know that that's been a common theme as well that we've done in the past, but we haven't necessarily gone into this. And I want to do that. So let's drop in. So starting to breathe. If you can stand, stand. Or if you're sitting, straightening your spine. Starting to take deep breaths into the belly, right? So this is just us coming here, us getting really, really present, saying, I'm here, I'm in circle. So whether you're watching this live or you're watching it a little bit further down the trek or you're listening on the podcast, knowing that you are now standing in sacred space. You are now stepping into a circle of women who all have that aim, which we just talked about. So breathing. So let's all take three really deep intentional breaths together so so deep that your belly should move when you breathe in right so inhaling together and letting there be some sound on the exhale if you can so again inhaling together into the lower abdomen letting it move and then sound and then this last one a lot of sound letting everything go deep belly breath exhaling sound I want to take us into a workshop. <laughs> um, so now what we always do is we do the practice that is a rewilding practice and it's the I see you practice. So if you see those comments around the group and on different posts and comments, I see you means the divinity in me sees the divinity in you or the allness in me sees the allness in you. So we do that by doing lots of likes, lots of hearts, lots of loves. You can write, I see you, but it's a way of saying, I see that I'm in circle with you. I see that we are all sitting here together in this sacred space. So however that feels right for you to do likes or hearts or comments or whatever, it's just that I'm here, I'm here. I've stepped out of all the other stuff that's going on and I'm here. Um, Lindsay, I see you. Uh, Susie, I see that you've just commented. Hannah, I see all of your beautiful hearts. I see you, woman. Um, Anthea, I see you, woman. Okay. So let's start to sink into this monstrosity of a topic. Um which is commonly referred to as the sister wound. The sister wound has a lot of parts to it. It has a lot of levels to it. 
There's a lot hidden. There's a lot covered up. There's a lot that is often hmm, um, like schmoozed over with like flowery words and light fluffy like niceties and and it's not real, right? Do you kind of start to get a sense of, of maybe what I'm talking about a little bit? So something I'm gonna ask that you do right now in this moment is to make a vow that you will be as truthful with yourself as you can possibly be. Like so truthful that it might hurt your own feelings to see what you might see, right? Now, here's a question for you. And I'll share it from a personal experience. I I went to some conference and I can't remember who the speaker was, but it was this woman and she walked in and she goes, you've judged me, you've judged me. You've seen me for 10 seconds walk onto this stage and stand in front of you and you've judged me. You've already created 10 things about me or a hundred things about me that you have assumed or that you have described me as and you've placed me in this box of things. So I'm loving all of I'm loving your comments of Ivao. And so here's something that you can do is, is, is feel into when you came onto this live stream, what did you think about me? When you saw me and I'm standing here and I'm saying like, oh, um, hey, Julianne, hey, da-da-da, like, good to see you. Who here's new? What were the judgments? What were they? But good or bad? Good. I don't care what they are, right? Like, I'm used to holding a lot of judgments um, and a lot of projections. But what were they? And, and, And be real. Like, this is just one little snippet in time where you can feel into, all right, what was my judgment? Or right now. You might be listening to me going like, listen to this American bimbo who's all excited and she's like, right? Like feeling into that first and foremost, just feeling, feeling into that and, and being real, good or bad. Now the judgment might be on the flip side of like, wow, um, Sabrina's so amazing right? I wish that I could speak like Sabrina speaks or, or whatever. I wish I had hair like Sabrina. I don't know, but I'm trying to give you an opportunity to just feel like I am so totally okay with you to feel for you to feel into this good, bad, ugly, nasty, witchy, wicked, whatever. Just feel into it, right? Like actually this is what I thought. And they're going to be tricky and sneaky and hidden and buried. And you probably won't catch a lot of them because you don't want to see them. You don't want to see, um, sometimes you don't want to see the good things that you think. And sometimes you don't want to see the bad things that you think. So it's both, it's both sides. I'm not saying it's just the negative stuff, but also some of the really positive stuff hurts, hurts us. So every single time we do that, in a small way, or sometimes a huge way, it's a comparison, which is the most ludicrous thing that we could ever do. Outrageously ridiculous to ever, ever 
compare your uniqueness, your wiring, your personality, your archetypal patterning to another human being. It is the dumbest thing that we could do, but we do it. We've been trained to do it from very early on. We have been trained to constantly compare, to constantly, constantly, right? Do you, do you see where I'm coming with this? Now, at a very high, high level, it, it's, I know I just said this, but it is, I hope you can just feel how outrageously insane it is to even slightly compare your beautiful, glorious, unique expression that is life force itself to another person. So that's probably the first thing that I want to talk about is this leads me into the next kind of thing, which is around, uh, I, I want to go on this comparison thread because I see it a lot, I feel it a lot comes up a lot um, and and it's the so around the comparison there's this lack right this like which is which is the next totally ludicrous thing is this lack mentality so it's um, it's somehow there's not enough uh, uh, this is the first ridiculous example that's come into my mind so forgive me for this being ridiculous it's the first one that's there I walk into a bar and uh, there's a certain number of guys in this bar and there's a certain number of women in this bar and this is interesting statistics the women will scope out the women first, even if you're actually attracted to men and you're going there with the aim of picking up men. What do we do first? We look at the women. How outrageous. And it's this lack. So we go into this whole situation with, with lack mentality. And I know that this is a crazy, ridiculous, dumb example, but hopefully it illustrates what I'm talking about is there's not enough to go around. So there's not enough men, there's not enough love, there's not enough good men, right, to go around. So I, I'm suddenly starting to compare and, and then I get crazy, crazy brain. Um, but it's this lack, which doesn't exist. Like ultimately, that, that doesn't exist, right? Like we all know that energy is neither created nor destroyed, it just changes forms. And we as humans are incredibly good at changing its forms. We're incredibly good at creating. We're so good at creating that we don't even know when we're creating. That's how good we are at it. Um, and so you, you create lack. Like you will create lack because that's your wiring. So you create that in the world around you. I know that we're getting up here high and I'm trying to like bring it down. So where else do I see a lot of lack or do we see? You probably see it every day. And it's this... Oh, this online world of wanting friends in social media or wanting fans or I'm starting this online business or I'm blogging and I want people to read my blog and, and then you start to look at what, I don't know, Gabby Bernstein is doing or Marie Forleo is doing or whoever, I don't know who, but you start to look at it and, and, and it's like, oh, I'll, I'll never, um, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never... Um, and so now you're hurting yourself, 
right? And it's this lack, which is outrageous, right? That's crazy for us to even set, set ourselves up for that. So I suppose we've kind of started to walk into this from a place of just giving you some examples, open it up the door. This is still like real surface level, right? Like this is surface level. There are so many deeper levels to this sister wound. So for the women who've worked in rewilding for a long time and we've journeyed deeply into these places, um, you know the levels that are there. This is surface shit. This is the stuff from this life. This is the collective. This is social norms. This is how we've been patterned, how we've been trained. Um, But then you start to go to these other levels And now we start to feel into the ability to trust women, right? So here's a really big question to get really real with yourself. How much do I trust women? How much do I trust women? My closest girlfriends, how much do I actually trust them? Or women in general, how much do I trust them? My mother, she was the first feminine energy in your life. So this goes back to mother wounding, right? Mother wounding is the first feminine imprint on all of us. So it goes back to what are those energetics? Do I trust that? And, and this, these are just things I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of stuff today to feel into. Hopefully, In this talk, it's about opening the door, right? Like I can't, we could do a two-day workshop on sister wound. I would love to do that actually. Um, But so for us today, I'm going to just give you a lot of different doors and you're going to have to get real with yourself and hold yourself to the fire around some of this stuff. So, So there's kind of, so that's another kind of doorway. And you just listen for what zings out at you. Because that might not zing out at you, right? The, the, no, I actually trust women. Might, so that might not be your thing. So you listen to all the different things we're talking about. I just talked about mom. That might have zung. So you feel, this is what you're doing as you're listening, is you're feeling what zings at me, what's hitting me, what's, what, what makes me uncomfortable, what makes me hate Sabrina, what makes me like want to shut this, this live stream off. So that's what you're, you're feeling. So that's what we're doing. We're just going to go into a lot of different things. And you feel into what sets you off. And it might be very, very subtle because some of this is really hidden. So keep feeling. Um, All right. So we've talked about the comparison. We've talked about the mother wound. I know I'm not going in order here. We've talked about the different levels. So I want to go into this a little bit more. I have journeyed with women who have had how they accessed these deeper realms of energetics that are not conscious, left brain can't rationalize these things. I have worked with women who will sabotage every relationship they have with a woman. They don't want to. They're actually desiring deep connection. They're desiring deep friendship. They're desiring tribe. They're desiring sisterhood. But they will subconsciously sabotage it right? So if this rings true, feel this one, because this one I see a lot, right? And it's the, and this can be for a lot of different reasons, right? And it, 
It extends beyond what I was saying before, the surface level experiences with women in this life. Extends beyond mother wounding or that first feminine imprint. It starts to tap into ancestral uh, lineage. I can't think of good words right now absorption, right? So it's our in our DNA. So it's ancestral as well. Now that's some really deep patterning, uh, really deep patterning. Outside of that, it's past life territory, right? Now here's one that I see. And again, this is just another example is the fear of being too beautiful too sexual because another woman is going to kill you or attack you or throw you out of the tribe, right? That's a real one. That's a big one. So what do you do? You dull your shine down or you don't open up to the fullness of your juice or your sexuality because you don't want another woman to be jealous. You don't want her to hate you or to treat you badly or to, if we take it past life territory or we take it into the depths of the depths of the depths, get you on, on trial to have you hung for sleeping with her husband or something like that, right? Um, that's a big one. Now on the flip side, feeling into the energetics of am I a woman who hates the pretty girls? Yeah. Am I a woman who hates the pretty girls? Now remember I asked you at the start to be really honest, like really honest with yourself. What are you judging about the feminine? So if you have a sister wound, and we all have sister wounds. All of us have sister wounds. That sister wound is in direct relation to your judgment of that part of the feminine, right? We talk about opening up to the fullness of the feminine. All five faces, all 24 feminine archetypes, all these goddess energies. Which ones do you have a problem with, right? Do you have a problem with the successful businesswoman, right? That might be Pallas Athena. You just cannot handle Pallas Athena. Do you have a problem with Venus Aphrodite, the goddess of love, the goddess of, of sexuality, right? Then you've got a problem with those energetics. So here, shows up as sister wound, surface level stuff. You're judging, you're being snarky, you're being nasty, you're being manipulative, you're being witchy, right? You're hating on the pretty girls. But on a higher level, you've got an issue with that part of your feminine. You don't have an issue with that woman. You have an issue with that part of your feminine, right? Do you see what I'm saying here? So sister wounds are like these glorious doorways into that part of self. They're showing you things that nothing else on the planet can show you. Nothing. Nobody else on the planet can show you. These women, they show up in your life to continually show you, like, eh, here's a thing, eh, here's a thing, eh, and you're not opening up to your fullness, right? So it's not, and <laughs> there's a part of the feminine that you're not comfortable with. So it's, it's such amazing, it's such an amazing um, 
valuable, beautiful area to work in, beautiful area to explore, right? Now, the other part is it's not just that, that projecting and that this is going to be hard to explain, but I'm going to give it my best shot. What dynamics are you creating in relationships with women? So I've also seen those beautiful women, um, and I'm just using this as an example because it's just so top of mind for some reason. So those women who are like tantricas and they're afraid to open up to their beautiful, sexual, sensual nature, which is part of their allness, and they're afraid to open up to that because they're afraid that women will judge them. Now, the fact that I'm holding this fear that women will judge me, I'm basically carrying a sign that says, please judge me, please judge me, please ostracize me, please hate me. Do you understand how those energetics works? I'm asking. I'm asking for the people in my life to play that part for me because I haven't sorted that shit out in myself yet. So because I'm afraid of that, I will energetically be sending you signals unconsciously, please treat me like this. Please treat me like this. I would love for you to hate me for my beauty. That's what we're doing, right? This is deep, this is deep stuff. I'm, I know I'm talking on levels that are like, what, <laughs> Sabrina? But these are the realms that we work in, right? Like we work deeply. We work deep in the psyche where the mind can barely go. So left logical brain can barely comprehend these places that we're talking about. So can I just get, I'm seeing lots of hearts and I love that. That makes me feel like everybody's understanding what I'm saying. Hopefully, um, I feel like I want to open us up to questions, um, but I see more hearts. Thanks, thanks, ladies. Sometimes I, I just question um, if everyone's following or where we're at because I know that we can get really high and then it's like the mind is like, what? And maybe, oh, I love this. Thank you, um, Alana. Thank you, Leanne, uh, for just saying like, I'm with you. Yep, totally get what you're saying. Now, okay, so how do we work with this? This is probably the next question. Um, Jacqueline, love it. Thanks, sister, for the hell yeah. <laughs> um, how do we work with it? Like, great, Sabrina, you've, you've kind of given me a couple of zingers, a couple of things to feel into. How do we work with it? <sighs> wow. <sighs> you gotta get in circle. You gotta get in relationship with women, women who hold the same desire to transcend this stuff, right? Women who hold themselves to the fire. If you're going to hold yourself to the fire and start to own your stuff, you want the woman who is energetically in this dance with you or showing you these amazing things, you want her to also be holding herself to the fire and owning her stuff, right? Like that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you is you want to work through this with women who are dedicated to evolving past it who are dedicated to growth, who are dedicated to healing the sister wound, to transcending it, 
right? That's probably first and foremost of what I can say. I can say that this actually makes me incredibly emotional. Um, I can say that some of it <laughs> takes a really big container that holds that love, that holds that intention of evolution, of growth, in order for some of these really, really deep ones to come out. Um, so I've journeyed with a group of women um, in rewilding for, I think we all journeyed, we journeyed together for six months very deeply. <laughs> and then we started another journey just after that. And that whole first six months, as facilitator, I sat and I waited for that door to open to the big sister wounds. <laughs> and as a facilitator who, who works in these really, really deep realms of the psyche and, and in these places, that is an intense place to sit. Not just intense for me as a facilitator, but intense for some of the women who also sit in that group, who are sensitive to this particular wound. We're all sensitive to different things. We all are wired for different things. We all have different gifts. We all feel very differently. But for the women who also sat in that group, it's like, oh, this thing is under the surface and it's going to kill me. <laughs> um, and it's, and you might start to feel into that, right? So think about some of like the women's circles that you're in or some of the relationships that you're in. And there's like this like beautiful little mask of like, everything's good. We love here, everything's wonderful. And then underneath, you actually know that that woman kind of wants to kill you, right? Like she kind of just, but she's telling you, like, no, no, I love you. And underneath you're like, really? Because I feel like you've got this knife in my back. Um, and, <laughs> and, and it's not, right, it's not like that. Those are probably some of the very, like, beginner level uh, starts to women's group is that. But, um, but when these... When that door opens for a circle of women, <laughs> and for us, this is a doorway for our circle in rewilding to open. Like us doing this work in the rewilding group, which by the way is 19,000 women. Isn't that wild? That's wild. And then there's more women who listen to the podcast. I just I think it's wild and amazing um, that we all come together like this. And so this door is kind of open for our group in a way um, but when it opens and when it opens in a big way right we can only open so much in this format in this space um, and I, I give us as much as we can but when it opens the things that come out of it how your life shifts how that relationship with your mother then shifts instantly miraculously without you having to do any conversation with mom or any work with mom it is just holy smokes or then when that part of self that's been locked up like maybe the venus aphrodite part of self because you're just not comfortable with pretty girls when that opens up a woman will physically change 
Her appearance will literally change. Her face will change. Her body shape will change. Her demeanor will change. The amount of love that exudes out of her will change. The way she walks will change. Her whole physiology will change. And I'm not exaggerating that. I know that a lot of you have seen that in rewilding workshops. You see a woman on a Saturday morning, and then you see her on Sunday night because she's just cleared out some of that stuff, and she's opened up to this part of self that was not previously opened. And you will hear women say, you look totally different. You look completely different. Um, Another thing that you can do is doing the archetypal work, right? So we talk about this a lot, working with the different threads of Shakti, working with all of the different archetypal energies. It opens up all those lines. What's in there? What's in there? So that naturally flushes out sister wound stuff with other women. So that's another big practice to be doing. And then the last thing that I really want to say is to just be honest with yourself. Be so honest that it hurts. So honest that it hurts. I remember at one point um, in my like growth, I had to write, I didn't share this letter, but I had to write a letter to women who want to be pretty. Like I, I was one of those girls. Like I played rugby. I was the tomboy. I was the sporto girl. That's what I was told when I was growing up was valuable, was to achieve, was to succeed, was to be team captain, yada, yada, yada. That's what I was told was valuable. Beauty wasn't valued in the family system I grew up in, in the culture that I grew up in. It just wasn't valued. That feminine aspect wasn't valued. At one point when I opened up to that, I had to write a letter because I was hating on the pretty girls. I was hating on the pretty girls. I was hating on the women who wanted to be pretty. And I would say to them, and you can see this in our society, this is huge. You can see this happening in our society like, oh, you're so vain. Why, because you want to be beautiful? What the hell is wrong with that? Beauty is a value of the feminine. The feminine is light and love, and it is beauty, it's joy, it's bliss, right? And so it's interesting that that so many of these things relate to our devaluation of the feminine. So sister wounds can show you what aspects of the feminine you value and which ones you don't value. And every time you have that snarky, nasty thought, know that that's creating something, something. You may not ever be aware of it, but it's creating your reality. It's creating those patterns, right? It's crazy. Um, okay, so I hope that this was useful. I hope um, there were at least a couple of examples that sort of took you into different places or, um, or triggered something or opened up something or awakened something or made you think of something. Um, I'll take a couple of questions. I have no idea what time it is. I think we've got a little bit of time. 
So I'll take some questions. If anybody has questions, when you ask a question, please put like three question marks because it just helps me to see. Like if there's three question marks in a row, it's a lot easier for me to see the question. Um, in the meantime, I'll let you know what's coming up for rewilding. There are three eclipse events. So we're sitting in eclipse season right now. So there's an eclipse happening at the end of this month, which is January. And then there's another eclipse happening on the 15th of February. This is a brilliant time to be doing any sort of psycho-spiritual work, any sort of deep diving work, right? Because the hidden is being revealed. The veils are thin. The doors are open. Um, what archetypes are great to use? Julianne, sister, I think you know who I'm going to say. And especially right now, Kali. Um, Kali is amazing. Kali will cut through all of the bullshit um, around, around any uh, sort of lies that we're telling ourselves or things that we can't see. Kali will help to take us there. And I say Kali because right now she's really potent, um, given astrologically where she's at. And with this eclipse, she's just there. So Kali is a great archetype to work with. The other archetype that I would say to work with would be Diana. So Diana is also a great archetype to work with from a woman's woman-to-woman woman woman standpoint. Um, Diana is beautiful to work with. You can also work a bit with Ceres. So Ceres is um, also known as Demeter, which is Big Mama, right? So that's Big Mama, unconditional love. And she can do that in a very loving, nurturing, supportive, beautiful way versus Kali coming in and going whoosh, right? And just taking the sword to where we're bullshitting ourselves. So it can be nice to do some work with Kali first and then some of the nurturing, loving um, with uh, Demeter or with Ceres. Um, okay, let me just see. If I'm judging the strong woman, am I lacking in that? Raylene, uh, sister, I love, I love your questions. I wouldn't necessarily say lacking in that, Raylene. So it's not necessarily about lacking. It's not that we need to embody everything, but what we want to do is clear out the lines of everything um, so that there is no judgment. So you don't necessarily have to become that like strong warrior woman because that may not be innately your wiring and how you innately want to express self. But what it does mean if there is that judgment there is that there's something about that archetypal energy that just doesn't sit right. There's some rubble in those lines, right? So that's it, Raylene. It's not necessarily about lacking. It's just about working there and just de-rubbling those particular archetypal energies. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, <laughs> Sally Ann, I love this. Um, brother wounds. So do we have masculine wounds? Absolutely. Um, we are both masculine and feminine. So you will see a whole different um, aspect to the masculine wounding, to, to the brother wounds. So how we would look at it from... Our standpoint is just here. This is the simplest way to keep it. How do I jive with this particular masculine energy? 
And then how do I jive with this particular masculine energy? How do I jive with this particular masculine energy? It's the same with the feminine. So it's the exact same, right? Like, how do I jive with the pretty girl archetypal energy? How do I jive with the strong woman archetypal energy? And then you just look at it from the masculine. So you're still standing in self, all of self. How do I jive with the god of war, the masculine energy, which wants to claim, right, and take and destroy? How do I jive with that? How do I jive um, with Eros, the god of, of love, right? How do I jive with him? And so you can, so, so to keep it totally simple, this is why we work with all of the archetypal energies or a good, I shouldn't say all of them, right? Like there's millions, um, but this is why we work with such a variety, like the 36 archetypal energies that we work with in rewilding because it gives us that cross section of all of it. So we can look at the wounding around the different masculine faces and the different feminine faces. So that work will start to heal all of those things because you open up that line, right? What I was just sharing with Raylene is you, you open up that line and what's there? There's just a little bit of rubble there. There's just a little bit of like past life memory that was maybe icky or there's this life memory or family patterning imprinted that's icky around that stuff or ancestral absorption that's icky around that stuff. So, yep, that's beautiful. I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, uh, what, uh, what archetype would relate to not feeling genuinely part of a feminine circle? Um, Christina, you can look at some of the, this is interesting, um, Pallas Athena is one of them. So Christina, without knowing your history, it's a little bit difficult um, to kind of dive in. And I'd have to ask you some more questions to really get down to it. But Pallas Athena, right? She was like Zeus's right-hand woman, but she was kind of like the dude at the boardroom table. So she never felt like she was a part of the feminine circle. She related closer to men than she did to women. She was more comfortable like in battle or in a boardroom negotiating than she was in a knitting circle having a chat and a cup of tea. So it can be that, um, or it just can be like never really opened up to any of the feminine um, archetypal energies. It can also be, it can also be that. It can be some of the shadow sides. So it can be a lot of different things. Um, but for some reason, Pallas Athena comes to mind first because I see so many women standing in that energy or standing so strongly in their masculine because for some reason it was more valued or it was safer or it is safer, perceived to be safer for a woman to stand in her masculine than in her feminine. Um, okay, I'll do, I'll do one more question. Um, <laughs> Ellie, oh sister, that is a great question. Are there deeper layers to the sister wounds still even deeper than where you've gone today? Hell yeah, hell yeah, uh, hell yeah. And it will take, look, everyone's journey is different. Um, some women have said yes to going into the deepest realms of self. Some women have said yes to doing the highest heights of evolution. Some women have said yes to doing whatever it takes to step into their fullness, whatever it takes, but whatever 
it takes. Most of us don't do that. Most of us say, yep, I'm, I want to open to my fullness, but don't take this away from me. I want to step into my allness, but I'm not willing to do this. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, whereas there are other women who are, I, you can take anything away from me. Like my evolution, my opening up to the highest state of being, the, the highest vibratory uh, being that I can be, the most love, the most grace-filled being that I can be, um, I will do anything to do that. I, I, I say yes. Um, and so for those women, <laughs> for those of us who have signed up to do that, then there are deeper levels to that. There are deeper levels that can't even put words around um, because there aren't words to put around it. It's working on the allness of the collective. It's working in the, like the deepest, most ingrained energetics that exist on this planet all around the whole planet, right? Because we are all connected and there's, right? So, um, yeah. So to answer your question, which is a great question and such a fun one to end on, there are. Um, but it just depends on our journey and how deeply we have signed up to go. Um, yeah. That's it. Okay, so my gorgeous friends, thank you so much for being in Circle. Uh, thank you for co-creating this space. Thank you for suggesting this topic. I'm always open to suggestions. So if you've got some good topics um, or ideas, I would love to hear them. You can email them. Uh, there's actually a form on the website that you can submit comments through. That's the best place. So if you just go to rewildingforwomen.com on the contact page, you can just submit requests for podcast topics. Uh, we do this once a week and it's held in our Facebook group, our main group. Um, and I think I've kind of told you about everything that's coming up. Things that I'm excited for are those three eclipse events. One is with our men. One is with our men. Like, how good is that? I love working with the men. I love opening up space for both men and women. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And then we're off to the UK in March for two events. So European sisters, there's two events for you this year. That's the only time that we're going to be in Europe. So if Rewilding is singing to you and you want to do some live stuff and go into these deeper realms, um, hopefully I'll see you at one of those workshops. And Australia, there's a couple of spots for the retreat in April. And then other things are happening the second half of the year, which... I don't know yet. Okay, ladies, I'm really, really grateful. Love what's happening in our group. Love the huge support. Love, love being here with you all. So thank you. I love you and I will see you next week.